Baruso and Monica Lopez. Shannon Young is our headlines editor. Washington editor is Mitch Jezerich. Our technical production team is Jade Padgett Seekins and Eric Klein. Special thanks today to Wings. For archives of this or any other newscast or documentary, you can check out our website at fsrn.org. For questions or comments, you can drop us a line at comments at fsrn.org. That's comments at fsrn.org. In Los Angeles, I'm Aura Bogado. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are for clothes. Closets are for clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. <laughs> We're here, we're on, Closets are for Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts, Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. I was totally just yelling in my own ear. <laughs> it, was, it was bad, 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 uh, bad. Well, you shouldn't yell at yourself like I that. I know. I need to be go easier on myself. You're yeah. a good person. I, I have value. People That's right. Doggone it, people like me. That's they right. Do. It's Wednesday, November 16th. Suddenly, it's winter outside. Dun, dun, dun. Yesterday, it's the 16th? Yes, it yes. is. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday, it was <laughs> it still felt like late summer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fabu, definitely. And all of a sudden, it's windy, windy, and, and snowing. snowing. See, I didn't see the snow, and people are like claiming that it's, it was, but I was it's like, fits and starts. It's not oh, like, oh, okay, you it's know, sprinkles. And if you uh, look yeah. really closely at your car, you might see one or two flakes. Right, out of right. So it's very tiny, tiny little snow. Falling. Uh, it's not big, fluffy flakes like one might expect for the first snowfall. Possibly, yes. Right. Right. Yeah, so it is all of a sudden winter. It's very chilly outside. Yes, but I'm enjoying it. It's been one of those things that's kind of like a, a nice brisk walk and, uh-huh. you know, going between buildings and, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's very interesting. So, uh, uh, being out there and especially telling people like, oh yeah, but it's only if you're in the wind, you know, it's cold out there, but only if you're in the wind. And they're like, well, how, how do you avoid the wind? And I'm like... That's right. not my problem. So <laughs> walk between two people bigger than you. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Advocating for the fatties. You know. That's right. <laughs> we have our place in the world. We That's do. right. We serve a purpose. Absolutely. So how are you, Christy? And by the way, we do want to say that Meredith is also joining uh, yes, us. Meredith we haven't is joining us. Quite changed things yet, but go ahead. We're working on it. We are. We, we did are some taping the other it. night. We did some taping, and uh, I'm good. You know. I'm really good. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know that. I'm but sorry, <laughs> I got totally distracted by um, some business going on in the engineering sta- uh, studio over there. I don't know what I. W- I think it was food. Oh, it was food. Alex says it's food out. Actually, no, it's the hot. Gl- it's the hot drink that was distracting. Oh, because you're we just talking about being so cold and stuff. No, I'm good. And wait a minute. So, so you went and got Alex a hot drink, but not us. That's. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. Um, so I'm good. You know, I said last week my partner. Uh oh. 
My headphones just fell out. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. I should maybe stop <laughs> fidgeting. There we go. Like that. Um, my partner's pregnant. You know, I told you guys Woo-hoo! that. And she's hesitant to tell anyone. A lot to like specifically at this point, it's people at her job. Uh oh. I should tell you that I think that there may be some people at her job who listen here. Sometimes. I know, and there are actually a handful of people at the who at her job who do know. Ah. But okay. there, but she's not like made this general big announcement or everything, and she's like. She comes home tonight and she's like, people are staring at my belly. And I'm like, well, your belly is changing. There you it true. looks different. Your clothes fit differently. That's mm-hmm. right. People are just, I mean, they may not guess that she's pregnant, but they're going to, people notice when people they see every day look a little different. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And um, especially like if you wore this shirt two weeks ago and it came all the way down to your mid thigh mm-hmm. and now you're wearing it and it doesn't quite make it to the same. That's right. I and mean, she's not changed that much in two weeks, but she's showing a little bit know. more leg. Mm-hmm. Right. She's showing a little bit more leg. It's just really cute. And she's like, but I don't want to be the center of attention. Well, then you shouldn't have gotten pregnant because there's no way to avoid it. Random right. people will now come up and touch your belly. Right. Which is wrong. I did that to someone at work. Work is different. But, you, you know, know I didn't people. have permission to do it, and I hate when people do it. I think it's not, that's her personal space, and I just reached out and touched her tummy, and I was like, oh, my God. I turned into one of those people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And how did she react? She didn't even say anything. Oh. You plugged me in again. Oh, what yeah. is your problem? I don't you know. On? Talk. Okay, and um, yeah, it's yeah, silence. Good. Okay, uh, it's kind so. of hard to find out if my headphones are working if nobody's saying anything. Yeah, that's true. We do have that problem. So I just think it's funny, and I think that people should encourage her to go ahead and come out as pregnant. That there's that's no right. shame in it. There is not exactly. <laughs> it certainly was planned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a surprise. <laughs> right? How did that happen? I must have slipped and fallen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How funny. are you, Dan? I'm doing okay. I'm kind of um, going. It, it's been one of those weeks of uh, not very much excitement, not very much um, like hoopla hoopla. I hear you. Hoopla hoopla. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of like I mean, the one thing that was um, to be honest with you, what I've been pondering this week, and I know this is very odd, but you know, those who listen to us regularly understand my my well, maybe not Your oddities. Yes, exactly. But I was sitting like in in a public bathroom, and somebody <laughs> like. Like, knocked on the door and then checked the thing. And I'm sitting there kind of going, do you answer or do you not answer? Because if you answer, like, somebody's in here. I mean, if you answer, it's like, what do you say then? It's like, somebody's in here. Well, obviously, if there's a voice, there's somebody in there. I agree with you. I've often been in that situation. If somebody knocks, what do you respond? Yeah. Or you go, sorry. I always say, just a minute. And then I think. That's what I started saying. But then I think to myself, but I could be 20. I don't know. Yes, you don't know. (laughs) Exactly. I have no intention of being 20. I've also heard some, I've never said this, but I've heard other people say, occupied mm-hmm. <gasps> there you go which is sort of curt but i think it gets the message across like i yes. don't understand well i guess i do sort of understand why people jiggle the door but you know well but the other i mean i can understand if it was like one of those things where the lock is um hidden right but on this particular door the lock is very obvious i mean there's right. a deadbolt and so you see the deadbolt right in front of you. And yeah. so but people still like don't seem to pay attention mm-hmm. or even realize it. Even people who use it all the time, mm-hmm. it's because I have visual eye contact with it. So I know who comes in and out of that place a lot. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, what? They don't seem to quite get it. They still, like, I understand the knock. I totally encourage because it's kind of a courtesy right. and things. But and it could be that someone accidentally locked the bathroom, that there's no one in there and that you need to find someone to unlock it. Right. Well, well right. not with a deadbolt, though. <clears throat> not with the deadbolt. You know, I, I'm i a big supporter of the bathroom locks that change Color. and have some yes. indication on the outside, like yes. red, go from white to red, mm-hmm. or even go from occupied like on an airplane. to unoccupied, like on an airplane. Um, I'm a big fan of those, because yes. I think that's very, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, people... I have walked in on people when it's been white, and I'm like, what are you doing leaving it unlocked? Yes. Like, Encouraging I can, people to... Right. I'm going to walk in there. If it's white and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be red, if it's occupied, mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, we yeah. had one one time with the same bathroom at one point that the lock was broken, and even if you turned it, people could still get in, but you Oops. could only get in from the outside. I mean, it was oh. very interesting. It was one of those, like, 
you had to unlock it to get out, but um, to get anybody, so you'd be sitting there thinking it's totally locked, and suddenly the door opens. You're, you're like, like oh, "Hi, hi, how are you?" you know? <laughs> nice to see you again. Exactly. It's kind of Excuse very compromising. Me. But then there's also uh, the other bathroom thing, and I'm sorry, Meredith, if I'm uh, no, please. Um, um, but one I love other, talking about your bathroom habits. Well, man. the other potty talks are fun. Well, the other thing is I've also noticed is that especially here in this building, um, this the basement floor of the student activities building. Like, there's been times where, like, I've just arrived, um, like, uh, to, to the radio station, and I've got to pee. So I run down, and I know I'm not going to make it to the men's bathroom all the way down the hall, so I'll just take a quick left into the women's bathroom. That's who's in the women's bathroom. I've only done it once on. <laughs> so, and... It's so, like, there's no writings on the wall, kind of thing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there no graf- a little bit. graffiti. Yeah, but it's very different graffiti when I've gone into women's bathrooms. <laughs> it's a very different type of, type of graffiti. Oh, well, you're right. I, well, I'm getting all worked up about this. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but it's like, it's, it's a very different, like, we have, like, like stickers. We have people, uh, and... Um, oh, there's the other thing that's very interesting too is the graffiti at U of M is much different than, for instance, at the rest stops. Oh, for sure. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, there are things about world domination graffiti, like so and so is world dominating, and and then they have equations like mm-hmm. this corporations equal this, which equals national stuff, which equals corporations. It's like. Wow, I mean, there are They're equations having some up deep there. Thoughts oh, while they're doing their business, exactly, huh? you know. And I'm just sitting there like, there's a bathroom actually on campus, a woman's bathroom. I don't know if it's still like this, but it was. There was one, a couple of cells in particular that was covered in like feminist thought. Like people would just wow. come in yeah. and like write on it, and like there was this whole uproar when the university said they wanted to keep painting over it because there are all these women who were like having like political realizations in the bathroom and like would intentionally go into the cells and write you know about their experiences and stuff about coming out about domestic violence about body image i mean it was like this really political place to i would love to start that like in the bathroom and have a spot like a dialogue on that'd be very interesting Mm -hmm. and then like tape the (laughs) tape you could do instead of making instead of doing graffiti is like Maybe put up some <gasps> poster board or something or like that. Or a chalkboard like they used to do a common board. language. But, right. I think the thing about it is that it has to be in a stall and that could get right, messy. Right, right, right. Right. Well, I'm saying, well, yeah, I just mean like, okay, I see what you're saying. That could get messy. People could put business on there. Well, right, right, right. But I think like, for Especially instance, boys. like a common language, they could, they have, they had a um, chalkboard. chalkboard. Um, but paint. then people can ar- oh chalkboard paint yeah oh. so it was up there so you would write things on there and if people did erase it well then that's I mean we'll have to talk about power and, and that's control. a political statement right oh now. Yeah. 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 yeah so um really quickly though this is fun I have to tell this really funny story about okay. potty habits because you brought it up <laughs> I did <laughs> do do you guys know what a shard is uh no oh, crud um. I mean, the only thing is... Um, look it up on the internet. Okay. Because okay. I don't want to say it on the air. Okay. Could you do dictionary? Yeah. Look com. it up on the... I don't know. You might have to Google it. Okay. I don't think it's in the dictionary. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, my lovely nephew got off the school bus today and came down the sidewalk shouting, I sharted at school. So... Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I have to change my yes. clothes. It's, it's a combination. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's a combination. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was... Thought it was hysterical. <laughs> of course, he's that yeah, age, you know. Nine, you know. Yes, exactly. But your potty habit story just reminded me of it. It was very, very funny. Yes. When he came, and it was like he it was didn't a proud me, moment. You know, and the other thing that happened is that he got retested in reading, and he jumped seven reading levels. Wow. In the beginning of the school year, and like, what does he tell us he did at school today? <laughs> That's very funny. Yes. Oh so, my gosh! Congratulations. That's thanks. That's a Isn't big that awesome? deal. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna get to see Harry Potter number four this weekend for that. Woohoo! Although I hope he's not listening because he didn't know that. Oh. Um. But it's, yes, and you know, and I, was it you, Meredith, that was kind of talking to me about your male friends who seem to be very happy of their bodily yes. functions? Well, and there's a website, RateMyPoo.com. 
No, no way. Yeah, people take pictures of what they make, and people oh get to rate it. God. We've I, really gone too far with this, yeah. and I think we should ask Meredith how she's doing. Hi, Meredith. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm excited. I leave for New York on Friday. Friday, Woo-hoo. so you'll be with us next week, correct? Nope, or the week after I have to work. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll be gone for two weeks. Get a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. You don't okay. have to listen to me blather on anymore. Aww, man. Yeah, you talk too much. I know, I do, don't I? <laughs> it's always a problem. Finally, we'll have some air time, Christy. That's right, we'll get to talk. <laughs> so, and just in time. Yeah. Oh, hey. Wow. Oh, Greg's here and he looks cold. Exactly. So how are you, Greg? That's all I get? I'm sorry that I'm late, first off. I'm first very cold, but I'm sorry that I'm late. I was doing a uh, mic. Can you, can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horrible Verizon commercial all of a sudden. Nope. <laughs> we still can't hear you. Oh, we still can't hear me. Oh. Well. All right. I'm just apparently going to steal from Dan. Dan, can you plug me in, by the way? Yes. Thank you very much. I know that's, that's kind of sexual. Uh, anyway, so. I've already asked him twice. Oh, okay. To plug you in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is, uh, this is getting kind of kinky. Um, so I apologize that I'm late, but I was doing uh, an impromptu meeting with... Uh, uh, a magazine, and at the, towards the end of this conversation, like, would you mind if we interview you for this article thing real quick? So I wound up talking with them about, um, uh, the article topic was how gay youth feel about sex, and about, like, monogamous relationships versus open relationships, and all these different things, and anybody who knows me, first off, knows that I'm not ever willing to be quiet about anything related to GLBT issues. I'd just be glad to be interviewed on, you know, being young and on my right. sexual practice. Right. Well, yeah, and it wasn't necessarily on my practice, mind you. This wasn't like, Greg, tell us all about your it sex life. It was theory. It was theory, but it wound up becoming quite a bit personal, but that's also not a surprise to people who what know What magazine was this so we can all read it? Uh, this was actually a magazine we've interviewed. It's uh, oh, Young yeah. Gay America. So cool. they're going to be uh, in their next issue featuring, I, I don't know if they're featuring, but one of the articles is going to be about youth and the way that they feel about monogamous versus open relationships. And uh, I don't know, is my mic working now? Can I like, oh, oh, oh wait. Yeah, we, it oh, is. Okay, there we go. Now I don't like Dan is like reaching over and it was getting a little intimate over there. Um, I was enjoying that. Well, hey, you know, whatever it takes, man. I'm all for that. About sex. And so mm-hmm. anyway, so I apologize that I'm late, but it was very interesting. Oh, and he he did say at the end of it that I was one of the weirdest people he had. Ever, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was one of the, it, I had one of the more unusual takes on the topic of all the people that he had been interviewing, particularly for somebody who um, is an activist, and particularly for somebody who is Christian. So I think. Oh. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, interesting. So, I had a lot well, of fun with Maybe that. we should... Can you put that on your suggested show topics? Yes. Show topics? In the future. We should talk about sex. We don't talk about... I mean, seriously talk about it. What? Uh, you know, we talk about sex a lot on the show in a joking manner. Yes, we do. And I think very we playful. should... I think it would be cool to talk about it in a serious manner, too. Yes. And getting very serious, um, um, okay. we have the uh, an event coming up, or a day that's coming up, uh, called Transgender Day of Remembrance. It's going to be on November 20th. Um, and we have uh, Jaya, 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 Carla, uh, Carla. I messed that up completely, even after I asked you. So one more time. Jaya, Carla. Jaya, 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 Carla. Got it Kara. wrong in your head Kara. now, and you're never going to get it out I can't. again. So you, um, and she's from uh, well, uh, the uh, University of Michigan um, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender Office um, uh, suggested her as or. Uh, suggested Jaya as a person to uh, talk about this issue. So welcome to Closets Over Clothes. Welcome back. Welcome back, yeah. So um, so what's going on with the Transgender Day of Remembrance? Well, this year is pretty fabulous, in my opinion. Um, in the past few years, or past while, we've had um, the memorial service um, on, the, on the Day of Transgender Day of Remembrance. And we've also, at different times, have had entire weeks devoted to National Coming Out Week or to Visibility Week in the spring. And this year it's exciting because we have several days of programming for Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is really nice, I think, because the transgender community gets marginalized a lot, especially, um, I mean, within the community, e- mm-hmm. even even outside of the, the larger community as a whole. Um, so what's going on this year is tomorrow is when it's all kicking off. The uh, March and Rally is tomorrow. Um, stepping off from the queue behind the union um, on the, the Regents Plaza at 3 p.m. And then uh, at uh, 3.45 is when the rally is actually going to be. And we have, <coughs> excuse me, So I was sick last time I was here, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> um, 
So we have uh, some great speakers lined up, and then we're going to follow that directly with going to public comments for the regents' meeting. Mm. We're still pushing and trying to get gender identity, gender expression added to the non-discrimination policy in a um, visible way. Mm. Um, So the status is pretty much the same as was last time I talked to you in April, which is unfortunate. Yes. But so so this will be the, um, I think I counted earlier today, the eighth or ninth consecutive meeting that we've been attending to to do public comments and to let the readers know how we feel. Excuse me. And I think the the tide is really changing now from being a why we should do it to why haven't you implemented this kind of thing, asking the regions. So um, it's looking like it's going to be an excellent lineup of of people. We have um, some students, some community members from all kinds of ages. I think um, one of the speakers for the regents meeting is um, I'm co-chair for the Stonewall Democrats chapter here at the U. And um, one of our newest members, a freshman, is going to speak to the regents. You know, she's been in school for two months and she's already up there, which is which is amazing. Oh. And then, you know, all the way up to, I think, I mean, not that age is a, is a scale. You know, well, it's a scale, but <laughs> 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 not that it's um, a marker of how good or bad someone is. But, you know, just people who have more experience. You know, you live more years, you have more experiences. So we have some people who have had amazing experiences going to be talking. Um, and so that's tomorrow. Okay. And then Sunday is when uh, the the bulk of the programming is going down. Um, we have the memorial service at 5.30 p.m., which will be uh, a reading of the names of all mm-hmm. of the transgender people who have been murdered in the last year that we know of. Um, off the top of my head, I think the number that we have is 12, but I'm making that up. Okay. So <laughs> okay. All right. I, I don't remember what the actual number is, but there's going to be... Um, memorial service, uh, reading of biographies, and very excitingly, there's going to be, um, following that, a documentary screening um, of, let me get the actual title so I don't make that up too, Um, I'm sorry, it's called, sorry, Screaming Queens, The Riot at Compton's Cafeteria, Hmm. um, which documents the um, riots in, in Compton in Los Angeles, California, which actually predated the Stonewall riots by a few years, and, um, it's kind of a similar story. Um, and um, the the woman who made the film, Dr. Susan Stryker, will be there herself mm. to discuss afterwards, um, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, And all of these events are free and open to the public. And uh, so that's so 5.30 memorial service, 7.30 documentary screening, and then um, that's Sunday. And where is that happening? Sorry, that's at uh, the Rackham Amphitheater, uh, the Rackham School of Graduate Studies here at the University on um, Huron. Right. On Huron. And um, right near the Michigan League, if you're familiar with where that is. Um, And then Monday is um, the event that the Stonewall Democrats, um, the group that I co-chair of, is putting on, which is called Transgender Activism Taking the Next Step, Um, which I feel like is kind of in a different spirit than you would usually think about Transgender Day of Remembrance because, you know, we think about memorializing, we think about being respectful and being reverent, <coughs> excuse me, and being a little bit sad. But I think it's also important to recognize that we need to use this opportunity use this opportunity to, to do something proactive. So that's what the workshop's all about, is um, how to take your activism and do things and, you know, be productive with it. Um, so hopefully uh, topics that we're going to address are... Um, how to navigate through a bureaucracy like a university, um, <clears throat> and also how to create um, a more inclusive residential life, especially in the dorms, uh, residence halls, sorry, mm-hmm. um, especially for trans students and for just gender nonconforming students. And, you know, that affects everyone, so in, for all students. Um, so we really hope that res staff uh, will, will come to the workshop, and it's um, most excitingly about I've said exciting about six times I think um, <laughs> because it is exciting. it is exciting it is. I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> everything you talk about is exciting <laughs> so leading the workshop is Mara Kiesling who is the founding executive director of the National Center for Transgender Equality from Washington D.C. Mm. and so she's flying all the way out here um, Monday she's going to do the workshop and uh, you know if you have any other events that you think you might want her at between Monday and Tuesday morning at about 6 a.m., she's open to suggestions. Great. So <laughs> you can drop me and, a line. And where's the workshop going to be taking workshop place? The workshop is going to be in the Wolverine Room of the Michigan Union, which is 530 South State Street, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. <coughs> Sorry. Great. And 
I'm terribly excited. Yes. <laughs> exactly. With good reason. That Definitely. all sounds like great stuff. Yes. Now, has there been any progress since the last time you were here talking about um, approaching the the boards? and? Well, there's been, um, with the gender identity, gender expression, right. mm-hmm. there's been, um, inside the university community, there's been a lot more discussion, which is good. There's been a lot more support shown from the administration. Um, the Division of Student Affairs now... Um, is has been told that they should put the the asterisk next to um, the word sex in the non-discrimination policy, which is how the university general counsel's office said that we could interpret. Um, we can we can interpret based on the Smith versus Salem Six Circuit uh, Six Circuit Federal Six Circuit Court decision um, that said that gender identity and gender expression are included in sex. It, it's kind of a hazy shady, not-so-sure kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, it's but, not very out there in front. I mean, right, right. It's very, but yeah. that's what we have to work with. So right. um, so all of Division of Student Affairs is supposed to put the asterisk next to the word sex and put a little footnote that says including gender identity, gender expression, okay. which is which is huge because that's a huge department which includes all of um, housing. It includes all of the, the different um, service offices. It includes counseling and psychological services, the Office of LGBT Affairs. It includes the Multi-Ethnic Student Affairs Office. It includes the Office of Student Activities and Leadership. Just a, a, a lot of different areas of the university are affected by this. Okay. And and one of the things that you said is that instead of approaching them saying you should do this, mm-hmm. um, it's why haven't you done this? Right. I, how, how do you expect them to respond? I mean, this is... It's I mean, touching. they're not going to be able to say something back right, to you. It's right. usually just a presentation that mm-hmm. someone does, and then they listen. And Right. And the hope is that it will foster further communication, um, that we will be able to meet with the regents and, and be able to discuss with them, you know, one-on-one. Because, like you said, in public comments, they're really not allowed to speak back to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, so it's not the best forum for discussion, but it's what we have to work okay. with. So we're, we're utilizing that, and then... You know, whenever we can try to to get something else, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, why should I mean just think about it with Transgender Day of Remembrance? So, I mean, why should somebody take action or, or something like that? So, why? Why? Because you are. I mean, uh, Julika was saying that mm-hmm. you have an excellent trans activist coming to visit you. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, and so, like, why are you a trans activist? Um, a lot of different reasons. Um. I've recently, I've been thinking a lot about gender issues recently, and I've come to the conclusion that it's just, it's all made up, mm. you know? Mm. If you think about the different gender roles that we're expected to fill and the different, um, you know, a lot of things in, in American society are gendered, you okay. know, from, from occupations to activities you're supposed to do in school to subjects you're supposed to do better or worse than in school to the way you're supposed to dress, the way you're supposed to have your hair, everything is gendered. And if you look at, you know, across different cultures... It's very, very different. And so it's really easy to see that we've created this idea of gender. We've constructed it. Mm-hmm. So my opinion right now, which is a hard sell, is that it's all made up, so you should ignore it. You know, mm-hmm. be yourself, which is very hard to do on a systematic level because, you know, for, for different tax purposes, for example, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, there's there's this need to, to categorize things. But I think we take it too far. Mm-hmm. So for me... Um, Trans activism, gender activism is just a way to to try to overcome some of the the roles again, the mm-hmm. the expectations, the mandates at times that we're expected to fill. Gotcha. And what are some of the, some of the uh, with Stonewall Democrats? That's mm-hmm. terrific. Um, uh, some of the, getting that started. I've heard that they've been trying to get started for some time, and it's great that you picked up on that. And oh, I didn't start it. Oh, um, okay. No, it it was uh, the university chapter here was the um, the first college chapter of um, of the National Stonewall Democrats, and um, so we're the in their student Stonewall network, and uh, our chapter was the first in the nation. I think I said that two seconds ago. I'm sorry. Um, I repeat I'm, myself all the time. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and, Systematic uh, problem. <laughs> and so we're now in our in our second and a half year. It started towards the end of okay. um, the 2003-2004 year. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Terrific. And, and so what are some other ways that people want to get a- active on campus with mm-hmm. um, dealing with transgender issues or gender identity? What would be some things you would suggest? Um, on campus, there are a bunch of different things you can do. Um, the Wolverine Coalition for Human Rights, WCHR, was formed last year to address the gender identity, gender expression issue. Um, so that's 
the whole focus of the group, and it's a, it's a collaborative group from all over the university, and community members are in it too. Excuse me. Um, and you know, it's mostly grad students at this point. There are some. Uh, mm, there might not be an undergrad right now. I'm not sure. I used <laughs> to be the only one, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's a very active group and a very great way to get involved with um, gender activism, trans activism on campus. Also, there's Transforum, which is um, the most brilliant name in the world if you break it down it's trans for mm-hmm. um but also forum ah, for trans people good. and then transform U of M folks time. are so clever yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can you can get involved with transform um which right now is a very small group but is always looking for new people there's also um stonewall democrats which i'm a big fan of <laughs> <laughs> and although we're we're technically a partisan organization most of our programming is nonpartisan. for example the workshop that we're doing on monday completely nonpartisan. um you could argue that it's political but you know definitely not in a partisan way so if you're worried about um affiliating yourself with the democratic party you don't have to um so I'm a big fan of Stonewall. We're doing a lot of, um, we're trying to, to kick up this gender identity, gender expression thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's more non-trans-specific things you can do on campus, too. There's there's about, I think at my last count, 15 LGBT organizations, student organizations, just on campus. Wow. Um, and then there's always things in the community. You can always go to RAP. You can go to um, HARC to volunteer. Right. And Transgender Michigan is a um, statewide organization that's doing a lot of great things right now. Certainly are, definitely. And one of um, one of their big things um, is uh, their T.J. Their Jurian Scholarship Fund. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Say a little bit more, though. I mean. Sure. Um, so T.J. Jurian is, a, is an amazing trans activist at Michigan State University, and he was recently um, profiled in the documentary Transgenerations, which aired on the Sundance Channel. Mm-hmm. So you may be familiar with him from mm-hmm. there. So T.J.'s done all this activism and... Uh, due to weird um, customs and immigration and U.S. government Bureaucracy? things. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, has come onto, into a crazy financial crisis and needs to basically raise all of his tuition for next semester. Ah. And so um, Transgender Michigan has created this scholarship, not in a, not in a shady way to pocket, you know, right. to, to get TJ money, but um, they made the scholarship and named it after him because he's the first recipient. And um, the money raised for the scholarship will go to him for next semester. And then for semesters after that, people will apply um, hmm, gotcha. and be awarded Great. scholarship funds. Oh, so that's fantastic. That's, and you can, you can donate online or... Um, Great. Can I look at that? Um, so great. So if you have um, some, uh, for, so this week, um, definitely um, go to the teach-in on gender identity and expression. Um, where does that was yesterday. Oh, is that yesterday? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, um, they go to the march and rally tomorrow at 245 to 345, uh, followed by the regents meeting. At, um, and then also... Um, Get involved with the uh, transgender activism, which is going to be on Monday. Monday. Um, in the Wolverine Room at the University of uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan Union. Um, and to find out more information, you can probably also call the LGBTA office yep. at 734 763 4186. That's right. Um, or you can definitely also go online mm-hmm. at uh, www.umich.edu/lgbt/tilde-lgbta. Um, a okay, <laughs> and um, and then um, uh, and find out more information. So thank you so much for coming back. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us. Yes, thank you. Glad we didn't scare you off the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we have been known to do that, especially with the LGBT offices. We we keep sending them to other states. <laughs> Actually, not other states. One other state. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Exactly. Pennsylvania. 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 That's it. That's so thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. And keep up with the good work. Yeah, thank you. Thank and yes. other things going on this weekend with um, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Uh, I don't know if it's related, but the Laramie Project is going on at the Mendelssohn Theater. Um, and there's also going to be some uh, protests of that and That's some right. church services as well on Sunday. Um, and I think uh, Jeremy was supposed to be here from RAP. 
Um, I'm assuming he got caught up cutting hair or something something. or traffic. Um, And to tell us a little bit about it, there may be not necessarily a counter protest, but as you, some of our listeners know um, that the every minute counts fundraiser idea Mm -hmm. that now happens all over the world, all over the country. Every, any time Fred Phelps protests started in Ann Arbor 10 years ago at common or I'm sorry, at Outbar. I get them a little confused (laughs) Um, at Outbar. And so, hastily rap and outbar trying to coordinate something to happen similar to that this weekend however since they were all gone all last week <laughs> um it's it's they're they're hoping to get it up but yes uh, you can definitely get in touch with Rap for more information. Uh, you can check out their website rap-up.org or you can call, give them give them a call at 995-9867 and for more information. Yes, definitely. And um, there is lots of, uh, and there's, they've got a lot of great things that are be going on. I hear that they're going to try to do some um, singing so you don't hear the the um, messages of Fred Phelps. Um, there's going to be some, uh, I, I would, one of the things I like is, uh, I don't know if it's points of light or what they're trying to do is a, a light of hope or something where you hold a flashlight and you beam it um, onto the entrance of... Um, yeah, well, there's actually a, a small starting, just brand new student group called Organizing for Unity that just started up um, to sort of, they're responding to the, the picketing of the Laramie Project. Great. They aren't calling it a counter-protest. Um, so you can, that's starting at 645 on Saturday the 19th on Ingalls Mall, which is outside the Michigan League. Oh, okay. And then I know that Eastern has something going on next Monday, but I wish I could talk intelligently about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I should be able to because they just emailed me the information. But something that just happened at Eastern on this topic, actually, this uh, this last Tuesday at the Board of Regents meeting, is um, uh, for people who don't know, I sit on the, the Student Affairs Committee, which is one of the committees that makes up the Board of Regents at Eastern. And at the as a committee member, we can talk about... We can bring up issues as we would like to to the committee, and then those are automatically presented to the Board of Regents at their uh, private meeting that they have. There's a closed-door meeting. So I read like a two-page statement at that meeting calling for discussion on gender identity and uh, gender expression and possibly policy inclusion into Eastern's policies. And I suspect, I don't want to, I never say anything and <laughs> give things away, but... It's very feasible that perhaps this topic will be continuously brought up to the Board of Regions at Eastern, so I suspect that uh, uh, we will certainly be encouraging some action over there. So if people are involved over at Eastern and would like some information, if you get a hold of the LGBT Resource Center over there, they have all the information about what's going on and how uh, we hope that this will happen. And we certainly, I'm optimistic that the Board of Regions at Eastern will be acting even before we have to ask them to, but... um, I don't hold my breath for anything. So and how would happens. folks get a hold of? If you would EMU. like to get a hold of the EMU LGBT Resource Center, you can give them a call at 734-487-4149, or you can email them lgbtrc at emich, which is E-M-I-C-H dot E-D-U, or you can visit their website, which is emich dot E-D-U slash lgbtrc, which is getting a facelift right now. It's in the midst of a facelift process. Oh, wow. So over the next couple of weeks, you'll be seeing a totally new website. Oh, my goodness. So Mary, we're very excited about like that. you had something important to say a minute ago. Just the the pledge drive for the Laramie Project, the money's actually going to the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Transgendered. Yeah. Michigan. So Oh, that's uh, what a great connection. Yeah. That's right. And then the the other interesting thing that was about this is I was at Creating Change last week, as, as, as you folks know anyway, which is why I wasn't here. And one of the awards that the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force gave, and I wish I could remember the name of the recipient, which makes this whole story just totally mute. But one of the recipients of one of their awards, and they give these awards, their, pl- uh, their, their big presentation things every day, was to a transgender youth activist who is only 20 and has probably done more than activists who are like 90. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible and such a compelling an engaging speaker. So I was really, really thrilled. But the information on uh, that activist is on the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force website, which is the taskforce.org slash, well, it's actually just the taskforce.org and then you can find the Korean change. And I'm actually, I, I just found this out today as I was perusing the photos, I'm in one of the photos on the, the wow. Creating Change Conference uh, website, which I was pretty pretty excited about. So, well, I wasn't that excited. I'm sorry. I'm just reading the news release from the Westboro Baptist Church about the the protest that they're doing this weekend. <laughs> and I just have to share it with everyone because it's very funny. 
WBC to picket the Laramie Project fag play and the Sodomite Whorehouse Propaganda Mill and Recruiting Depot masquerading as the University of Michigan. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. <sighs> uh, well, Jeremy um, uh, just arrived, so thank you for coming, Jeremy. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. Jeremy. No so problem. what's going on uh, for Transgender Day of Remembrance? Oh, there's a whole lot of things. And can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I think that's. Can we have him borrow yours for your your microphone for a little bit? Yeah. Okay, that'll work. Um, <laughs> I there are so many things going on for TDOR that it's just amazing. Um, starting all the way at Tuesday, which okay, I mean they they started already yesterday, uh-huh. um, and then today there was also something too, uh, and then tomorrow. Um, there's going to be a rally and a march uh-huh. starting at 2.45, and that's going to be at the Cube um, behind the Union right in front of the administration. Uh, yes, there is. Have we already talked about yes, that? Yes, we already talked about those oh. things, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, and then there's a there's a regents meeting um, after that. Right. Um, Sorry. It's okay. And then there's a screening <laughs> and a, a speaker, um, I think, on Sunday, I believe. Um, yeah, and there there are a couple other things like Friday night. Oh, good. Um, there's going to be a gender celebration party at at RAP. Oh, fantastic! And that's actually being put on by uh, Riot Youth, which is a teen group over at uh, the Neutral Zone. Um, they're putting that on, uh, and what the way they put it to me was that it was a a party for um, for youth for youth to uh, to um, support the transgender community. Um, so they're throwing a little party and get together for everybody. Oh, and that's okay. at six thirty on Friday the eighteenth. Fantastic. Um, and then on Sunday, um, and is everybody welcome to come to that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday, uh, they're having a couple of things going on um, at five thirty in um, Rackham Assembly Hall on the fourth floor. Um, Dr. Susan Stryker will be um, leading the uh, Remembering Our Dead Memorial. Um, talking about those who've been killed in the last year uh, because they were uh, transgender mm. or perceived to be transgender. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there'll be a, a reading of the names and brief biographies and then a small discussion afterwards with uh, Dr. Stryker. And um, then at 7.30 after that's over, there's a f- uh, film scream screening of Screaming Queens, the riot at Campton <laughs> Cafeteria. <laughs> So <laughs> great. Really that's that. gonna be a yeah. That's that's actually a great show. Um and it that's in the uh Rackham Amphitheater on the fourth floor. Okay. And then um Dr. Susan Stryker is going to be leading the a discussion. And so. that's what night again? Uh that is on Sunday. Sunday starting at okay. five thirty and then the film is at seven thirty. Okay. Um and then actually Monday at six o'clock, um there is going to be um a I don't know if I'd call it a workshop or a discussion group uh, on transgender activism, taking the next step with uh, n- taking the next step. And right. uh, the the founding executive director of the National Center for Transgender Equality, uh, Mara Kessling, she'll be there. Did we already talk about we that? We did too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just where were you it on again. all this? Uh. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to have That's reminders. Right, exactly. We should exactly. say things like this Thank twice. You. This is very very important. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It, do you want to talk about the great person who won the award at Creating Change, the closing plenary? Because, you know, we already talked about that one, too. No. Well, do, you know, <laughs> do we know the name yet? Yes. Uh, we found out the name. It's Andy Mara. Do you, you, you were there for the closing. Yes. For the closing brunch. And that was the trans activist, the, the 20-year-old trans activist that made me feel like I was in my 90s. Or, yeah, I guess that works. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. Uh, who also, the other keynote that night, and I'm never going to be able to pronounce this name, and I feel really horrible, but she's a, a bishop, and it's the Reverend Doctor, uh, we'll go with the last name. Which Yvette is, Flunder. Thank you very much. Gave one of the most compelling speeches. Oh, yeah. It, was, uh, it was a great combination between um, activism and, and spirituality and um, separating from 
the religious aspect of it and connecting with the spirituality part of it. That was very interesting. And I ke- we kept great. bumping into Jeremy. Jeremy was like, the hip-happening man are creating change He is. Year. Here and even here. I was here. so excited to be there. It was my first time being there. and He was a creating change virgin. It, I was a virgin. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it might anymore. be the last time Not that he anymore. can say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just such an exciting, exciting experience for me to... Uh, and um, so, wrap, just to make sure that we know that, so the Washington Rainbow Action Project is going to be um, hosting an event um, by um, oh, on at six thirty, uh, celebrating uh, uh, transgender. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's uh, at Rap, but it's hosted by um, the uh, Riot Youth Group, which Riot is Youth at, at new, new, from Neutral Zone. Great. Um, it's just a celebration party for queer and allied youth in the community. Focusing on TDOR. TDOR. Okay. They're, they're a riot to work with, by the way. <laughs> Good. Okay. Terrific. And um, we are going to try to um, do this again. We tried this last week, and we're going to um, we have Anthony Baduka um, here, uh, are actually on the phone. Um, he's going to be actually uh, speaking at Common Language. Um, in about 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> T-minus. Um, so and we should all talk fast. Exactly. So, Anthony, welcome. Oh, thanks. How are you all? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about um, the book that... Sure, sure. Um, the book that I'm here with is called Tapas on the Ramblas, and it's the, um, I guess, the third in the series that features uh, a detective by the name of Russell Quant. And um, in each of the books, he's, uh, you know, begins and ends in his little, you know, prairie Canadian home. But usually during the course of his capers, he does a little bit of traveling. So uh, in this book, he's on a gay cruise in the Mediterranean. (laughs) Yeah, so Chrissy was just on that cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And you came off it alive. Congratulations. I I just think the term gay cruise is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not oxymoron. What would that be? (laughs) Redundant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so tell us about Russell. I mean, he's this is his third adventure, I believe. Yes, that's right. And uh, Russell is uh, oh, what can I tell you about him? He's he's definitely a prairie boy. He's uh, you know about you know early mid thirties. He's single. He's gay. He's half Irish, half Ukrainian. Uh, He's an ex farm boy, ex policeman. Um, kind of new at being a detective, so he's not necessarily the best detective in the world yet. Uh-huh. And, um, and you know, I think he, you know, one of his hallmarks is that, you know, he looks at the world in a pretty, with a good dose of wit, I think, and, and pretty positively, uh, which is kind of nice, giving his, uh, his line of work, which sometimes puts him in kind of grim and dark situations, but uh, there's a fair bit of humor to go around. Yes, and apparently he's had to keep quite a sense of humor with some of his adventures. Pardon me? Well, he's, he's apparently had to um, keep a sense of humor with, with some of the adventures, event, ev- excuse me, yeah. adventures he's been through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that that's uh, one of the things that I, I try and do in the series is, you know, keep it light without being, uh, you know, taking away from the series of the matter. Because, you know, he is, in, you know, investigating, you know, sometimes murders or disappearances or, or things that are, you know, fairly serious in subject matter. Um, but it's, uh, he's not afraid to laugh and, and tell jokes and just sort of have little observations about the world and the people around him that uh, hopefully are... are uh, bringing chuckles to people. Right, exactly. Well, apparently they've brought many chuckles to several people because it, um, uh, you've won the Lambda Literary Award yeah. for Gay Men's Mysteries. So, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's Thank exciting. I mean, that was just amazing and, and completely unexpected. I mean, I went to, to New York uh, for the gala just with the uh, idea that I was going to at least sit in the room with some of the people that I've admired for, for years and years and years. So it was, uh, you know, I was sitting there with, with my partner kind of uh, practicing my loser face. And <laughs> 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 the the humble it yet. Was, uh, <laughs> it was a shock. So it was a good thing that we were sort of so far back in the auditorium because, you know, by the time you walk up to the front, you can kind of think of at least five decent words to put together. <laughs> <laughs> and for a writer, so that, that was, must uh, be that something. Was, uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> and who actually presented the award to you? Uh, Catherine V. Forrest, who is uh, a hero of mine. She has uh, a long-standing uh, lesbian mystery series uh, that I've read for years and years and years. Um, oh. So it was just, and she actually um, 
uh, won the best female mystery category that night as well. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And, and so now you weren't always a, well, you were probably always a writer, but you didn't decide to go to become a writer, um, until just recently. Yeah, that's right. I mean, probably, well, gosh, I mean, I always think it was just yesterday, but I suppose it was about six, seven years ago that I actually made the big change. And, um, you know, not necessarily with the, the smartest way to do it, but I was working as, uh, as an auditor, as an accountant, and had worked with the same uh, you know audit firm for about ten years. But as, as you mentioned, I mean, I've always wanted to write since I was a, a little boy, and eventually I just got to the point where I thought I got to try it now, or else I never will. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I basically quit my job and uh, you know got to the computer the next Monday morning and have been going ever since. So it was a, a big change in career, that's for sure. Yes. And for those who can hear the beeping in the background, you're actually at Common Language. So <laughs> I'm just at the cash register. Yeah. The door. <laughs> Are you a- working the door? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just like i got to make change here. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Every time I go there, they always wind up putting me to work, too. So. <laughs> But all those beeps must be tons of people are coming in for the uh, book signing at Common Language tonight. I hope so. Everybody should be here. We're going to have a little reception about 7 o'clock, and then uh, the reading will start happening about 7.30, I think. The plan? Yes. So now how did you come up with – I'm going to change topics real drastically again. So how did you come up with Russell Quant? I mean Uh, – You know, I think – when I was first sitting down and trying to figure out what I was going to write, and when I finally got to the point where I thought I'm going to try a mystery, I, you know, did a fair bit of research, and I've, I've read mysteries all my life, so I, I know the genre fairly well, and I know uh, a lot of the types of heroes that are out there, um, but I certainly couldn't find a gay prairie novice detective, and and you know, it's, it's that old thing of write what you know and although i'm not a, a detective i'm i'm certainly a prairie boy and and i'm you know a novice at uh, at writing and i think you know to develop a good character you put a lot of yourself into it so uh, you know I, th- I think that's basically how he came about um and then just plus the you know combination of a lot of other characters that that i admire and and then just add in some good quirks and there you have it there's russell Quant. So what I'm wondering is, can I hook up with Russell? I mean, is he available? <laughs> hey, wait a second! What kind of show is? <laughs> oh, <I'm... laughs> well, if you, if you, you can check us out online and then find out what kind of show we are. Right, and you'll never allow them to set you up with another interview. Get the wrong idea about what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't ask for like specifications or anything like that. Yeah. We're, we're not that show. That, that's actually oh, okay. one that's after. Us. Yes, we are. So <laughs> what is the... <laughs> yeah, what is your now, no, you, you, you didn't want me to really answer that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's answer it this way. What, what is Russell looking for in a partner? Oh, very well, cool. you know, it's interesting you say that because I, at least to this point, I would like to present Russell as being someone who isn't necessarily uh, in the market and looking for it. I'd like to sort of present someone who thinks that being 30 and single is a viable option. For a person, and I think you know, I don't think that it's that Russell doesn't want to be in a relationship or meet someone, uh, but I think he's okay without that. And certainly, if Mr. Wright comes along, like if you know, one of you are, <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure, exactly. I'm sure he'll go for it. Well, uh, but it's not his overriding um, thing in his life. It, it doesn't yes. consume him. And and I think and I, that's one of the things I like about Russell is I relate to that being thirty and single. I think I can relate to that. There is hope and in, in enjoying this. Absolutely, absolutely. Per, perhaps Russell should should meet a certain character based on a Mr. Dan Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wanted notes as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we can help piece together book four if you'd like. <laughs> oh, We're a creative bunch. Done. You're going to have to wait till uh, I guess book six by now. Yes, okay. because book four is actually the. Uh, I think you said it was coming up with a stain of the berry. Yes. Yes, okay. that's right. Good for you. Hey. Okay. You've been reading a website. Yes, I <laughs> We know how to Google. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that I think was interesting. How did you come up with um, the names that you did for the, I guess, for now, all four books? Yeah, you know, it's it's certainly something that, 
you know, now that the third book is out, people are starting to understand it a little bit more. And it's really, you know, I have I have several reasons why I name him as I do, but I think predominantly, um, I, you know, I didn't want to have a typical murder mystery title like Murder at the Old Mill or, you know, The Smoking Gun or that type of thing. I wanted something that would, when people looked at the book cover, you know, they'd see this, you know, amuse-bouche or flight of acclimate or tapas and maramblas, and it would be almost nonsensical to them. But always there's the, the, the subtitle, A Russell Quant Mystery. And I think that tells them it's a mystery, but the first part of the title might sort of tell them that maybe there's something inside this book that they're not going to expect, and it's going to be a little bit different than a normal type of mystery. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the titles, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, Russell does a fair bit of traveling in his uh, exploits, and, and usually the titles have some sometimes tentative tie um, to where he's been or, or the adventure that he's on. And 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 I think that that's the thing that I mean, I mentioned another. You had you also received the Arthur Ellis Award, um, which is a Canadian um, uh, crime writing yes. um, award yes. uh, for the second book, Flight of Aquavit. Actually, it was the first book that was nominated. Oh, it was the first for book. Ellis okay. Award, the uh, Amuse Bouche. Okay, gotcha. So I mean, that was very nice. Um, and also the the second book and the third book are um, are up for a, a local or local to me. Um, Writers Award, so it's it's kind of nice that the books are finding different audiences, be it the gay audience or the mystery audience or just you know a local prairie audience. Um, so that's uh, I, I I feel good about that. Okay. So how would you describe um, uh, Tapas on the Rabas? Um, like like where they would start with this mystery with Russell Quant. Uh, where they would start uh, well like what 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 um is the can you i without giving away the ending like what is the mystery what is the mystery yes okay um you know basically what's happening in tapas on the Ramblas is that russell has been hired by a woman named charity weiser and she's this 80 year old rambunctious rabble rouser who is very very wealthy and has come to believe that a member of her family wants to knock her off for their share of the inheritance so what she decides to do is to gather her family who live all over the country uh, and puts them in one place which is this gay cruise and then hires Russell to come along uh, with the hope that during the course of the cruise uh, he'll ferret out who the the would-be killer is so it's basically a, a, a mystery slash travelogue of, of the Mediterranean. They start in a, at uh, Barcelona, Spain, is where the the cruise departs from, and they end up in Italy. Ah. Uh, so it's uh, very interesting. Yes, exactly. Well. Anthony, I want to definitely have folks um, show up at uh, uh, to, to hear your um, right. presentation of uh, Tapas on the Rabblas. Oh, that'd be great. Um, the Russell, uh, a Russell Quant mystery. Um, and also, folks, please check out um, Anthony's website. It's www.anthonybadulka.com. And hopefully I've been saying that correctly. I've been messing up people's last names all day. No, you're doing great. Okay. okay. And um, and that's and Anthony is spelled traditionally the A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. Um, and then um, your last name is spelled b-i-d-u-l-k-a right and christy you look like you have well, I was just gonna say, you can check that out if you're interested in more information about this yes and, that's and all. definitely maybe I'm just gonna add, add to what you were saying and, and, and that's and that's why we're such great co-hosts <laughs> maybe if dan's feeling courageous he can log on to our website and post that on there, there. So if, you go to there closets, yeah. if you go to closets on the air.com yes there, there may be a link i i have a feeling that we can make that happen i think we can do it i can feel it too definitely <laughs> well, best of luck with this evening thank you and thank you for being patient with us for oh, a whole seven it. days yeah. <laughs> he's been waiting on the phone for seven <laughs> days right. exactly. <laughs> I really got a sore butt <laughs> <laughs> and on that uh, note I think so we'll say goodnight <laughs> well it sounds like you had a good week thank you so <laughs> yeah, definitely. thank you very very much um, and All please right. join them at Common Language um, which is in the Braun Court yeah um, it's at 317 Braun Court thank you I didn't know the address um, oh there you go and um, it's at 7 o'clock this evening so um, get over there right now if you want to go that's it's right. time to go I'm at the door yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the alright good night thank, thank you very much. thank you Bye. 
And uh, by the way, Dan, if, if you're the FCC and you'd like to call us and let us know how our conversations are so wrong on so many different levels, <laughs> what might be the phone number here at the studio? Oh, <laughs> but only if you're the FCC. <laughs> right. Your regular listeners cannot call us oh, and tell us we're I, wrong. I suppose if they want to let us know what's going on as well. Or actually, I guess you, you could send us an email at uh, coolkids at closets on the air.com that's right that's you'll know, they all get it yeah yes. um and the phone number for the station is 763-3500 we'd love to hear from you despite my previous comment about you not being able to disagree oh, with yeah. us. <laughs> but, but if, if you're the fcc actually we ask that you call 1-800-496 yeah. um, careful because it will be a real 800 number zero zero five five okay <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where that goes to. Six. Niner. Yeah, niner. <laughs> so Niner always in there. Any really hot news, Meredith, in our last 45 seconds? Truthfully, I haven't read the newspaper. <laughs> but the hot uh, event this week is definitely at the Washington Rainbow Action Pro- Project, right, Jeremy? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, it's a, ge- uh, a gender ce- uh, celebration party um, and uh, organized by the Riot Youth from Neutral Zone. So, Can I, can I also throw something in real quick? Yes. Um, everyone, even if you don't want to have children someday, really needs to um, talk to your representatives right now they're, they're about the house bill that's um, about second parent adoptions. Oh. You can go to secondparentadoption.org and check that out. We'll do. And definitely, thanks for checking us out. Um, and we're here every Wednesday. As, uh, <laughs> wow, Dan, I was in such a <laughs> convincing All right, 